to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. And it's my turn to pick a movie. Yeah, man. What did you pick for me? I picked 1983's Krull. God, that was not an 83. Yes. Uh, director Peter Yates, written by Sanford Sherman. Score, James <laughs> Horner. That, that, that movie writer definitely sounds made up. Like, nobody wanted to take credit for that. <laughs> he did Ice Pirates. Oh, yeah, Ice Pirates, that classic. <laughs> never even heard of that shit. But the only reason I bring up the score, because I that love score. the music in this so much, and James Horner actually is the biggest star in this whole movie, because mm. he went on to do so many films. He also scored Titanic, Avatar, A Beautiful Mind, Commando, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and like so many more. Like wow. this dude has... A resume. So the guys, the guy that made the soundtrack is the mm-hmm. biggest star in the whole movie. Yeah, I can believe that. But it's so good. The score was so good in this movie. No, it's really it is very upbeat. Keep it um, going. the budget on this movie was forty-seven million dollars. Shut up. In nineteen eighty-three, this movie it cost more to make this movie than Reindeer <laughs> Games. Get the fuck out of here, dude! <laughs> Come on. It only grossed sixteen million. Dude, what is the fucking? What was the budget for Star Wars, dude? I, I don't know offhand. You, that was 77, bro. So, like, if they used the exact same amount of money to make this, that no. where did the money go? Um, this was actually the most expensive movie in its time. In 83, it was the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah, in this, like, era of filmmaking, it's the most expensive. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad to hear. Yeah, I have a bunch of fun facts on this one, so All right. when we're done talking about it, we'll go into our fun facts segment. Fun facts segment. Yeah. I like that. We're going to definitely keep that going. Yeah. So this is a very straightforward movie plot-wise. Yes. A, these two kingdoms are trying to come together by marriage. Well, they're trying to get married, you know, unite their two kingdoms. But in the middle of their marriage ceremony, uh, the girl, the queen is abducted Mm. by by, by the beast. But that's why they were getting married was so they had a chance because the beast was fucking them up individually. That's why they rode in to be like, I fucking hate your kingdom. And like the other dad's like, I fucking hate yours too, but this is the only way we have a chance. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I got out of it anyways. Yeah. Well, the way they made it seem is that the beast and his lair kind of just appeared on this earth. The Kroll is the name of the earth or the planet, by the way. Kroll. But he's flying through space. It's a very, like, Star Wars-y shot. It's the only Star Wars-y shot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he lands rock. He lands his... Rock ship, yeah. Rock ship, rock temple. What do they call it? The Black the black Castle? Or... The Black Castle, something yeah, that like that. Was, yeah. And he lands it on this planet. And what's funny is it keeps, like, shifting around the planet yeah, it, it like disappears and reappears hours. on a different you have to remember that part it's a that's a crucial plot point is it <laughs> 24 hours this place disappears in one spot and mm-hmm. ends up in another spot yeah i don't know why it did that but it did so the queen gets abducted and the... they just finished saying their vows and it... then they just attacked the i don't even think they finished 
Oh yeah, they were yeah, in the middle of finishing. They're pulling yeah. the fire out of the shit and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Putting the fire in as she pulls it out and yeah, tries like, to hand it to him. Yeah, pull the fire out of my hand or something. I should have done that for my wedding. Tell my wife to pull, pull fire, fire out of water. Pull the fire out of the water. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> if you love me. <laughs> so he's laying he he gets defeated. Yeah. She gets taken. That was and- something that bothered me. Sorry to jump in, but that's something that bothered me. Everybody that got hit by these little fucking death phasers that the uh what do they call them again? The little minions. For yeah, I just call them minions. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I'm terrible with names, so I'm not going to try to remember. Ah, dude, things. I had it in my head up until that point. Yeah. Um, anyways, the the little minion guys, the soldiers, they shoot these little death phasers, and everybody this shits hit, they're done. Mm-hmm. They don't get back up. Well, they hit the star, the prince, whatever yep. his name is, Colin. Yeah. They hit him with one, and he he takes it like a champ until he wakes up. Yeah. But, I guess we should say this movie is a sci-fi fantasy washbuckler. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't really know what it wants to be, I think. Or it wants to be a little bit of everything. Exactly. They take the space element. Like, they were mm-hmm. trying to pull in Star Wars fans, and then they pulled the fantasy people in. Was I, like, I think of it as kind of like a Camelot. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, what a lot of people say. They're like, Camelot meets Star Wars is this movie, basically. Yeah, that's what they were going for. Yeah. And what's funny is I'm not a big sci-fi fan. Like, I like Star Wars. Mm. I don't love it like everyone else, but I like it. I'm not into Star Trek. Not into space movies that much. I mean, that's a whole episode alone on why you don't like Star Wars. I I didn't say I didn't like Star Wars. I said I don't love it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. (laughs) Because you should love it. Uh, But I'm a huge fantasy guy. I love Lord of the Rings. I actually just finished up a book not too long ago called Name of the Wind. It's another like fantasy. I loved it so much. I can't wait till they, at, yeah. you know, adapt that into a movie or a show or whatever they well, plan I'm sure on doing. They will. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's the only new stuff they do anymore is like books. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what really drew me to this movie. So, um, so this movie, a lot of people, it was made in 1983, and a lot of people have fond memories of it because they saw it when they were kids. Right. They're like, oh, I saw it when I was a kid. I really loved it. And I go back and watch it with, like, that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But me, I saw this when I was a grown-ass man. <laughs> That's crazy. I was in my early 20s. I was at a buddy's house. And my buddy's a huge film nerd. Mm-hmm. And he always has a movie playing. Like, right. when a movie ends, he'll just put another one on and then go and do shit around his house. Like, he's just that kind of guy. Ah, uh, man, I used to be that way. And I went over to his house to hang out one day, and he put this movie on. I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, it's Kroll. I'm just going to put this on. I was like, okay. So as I started watching it, I couldn't move from my seat because I liked it so much. I was so invested in this movie. Were you chained to that chair? No, I was. It was by Will. Willfully. Yeah, because if we hadn't, if you hadn't gave me this movie to watch, like I wouldn't have watched all of it. Really? Nah, nah, probably not. Like I don't know something. They could have chopped an easy thirty-five minutes out of that shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, they could have. I don't know. There's something. There was something that drew me to it. I guess I was like a kid. I had very youthful eyes watching this. I right. loved the just. But I mentioned to you before we even started recording, I told you, like, if I had seen this as a kid, yeah. it probably would hold more of a special True. place to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Labyrinth. Um, exactly. Some, a never-ending story. Never-ending story, exactly. It falls right into that category of those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, watching it as a grown man, I'm surprised you enjoyed it as much as you did. 
yeah, I don't know. I just really connected with this movie. Right. There's some good points of dialogue in it. You could tell there were actual actors in it. Like oh, yeah. The dude that plays the old man. The They call him the old or whatever in the movie. And even the uh, the extras that they use are actually theater mm. people. Yeah. So everyone's great yeah. actors. The guy that played the little magician that could turn into animals and mm-hmm. stuff. He was he was funny. You know, he, yeah. had a, he had a couple parts that were good. I liked him. He was my favorite. Yeah, he, he just keeps trying to turn himself into something badass. And no, he like keeps a, trying to turn people into things, but he ends up turning himself into it. That's right. But he ended up being the badass at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to get too far ahead. But, yeah, like, he was he was one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, And then that part where where the old man, the seer, gets, like, gets taken over by the beast, the contacts they used... To make their eyes go black like that was creepy as shit. Yeah. Like, that must have been where 20 mil of that went because that looked good. Like, that would even look good today. Which is surprising. There's parts of this movie that look really cool, really, mm-hmm. really good, and then other parts that don't look so great. Dude, I was even surprised, like, when he's shooting fire and, like, she's putting the fire. Like, that didn't look that bad to me. Like, especially, you know, when he's shooting for, it out. Yeah, for 1983. It, I was like, hey, that's if that's what you spent a lot of your budget on, that sucks. But, like, it's good that that looked good at least. You know? Yeah. But there were, there were certain parts. Like, it had something there. Yeah. I guess that's what I like about it is the, uh, what am I trying to say? The reach. Mm-hmm. artistic reach they were just like it just sucks that they, yeah like i get what you're saying like like they had the money to do it but mm-hmm. they didn't have the technology yet to make yeah. it to pull it off i felt like you know what i mean even though a movie was made five years before that that had probably less technology to work with <laughs> and still made way more believable yeah but, that's true i just love the inspiration they had for this movie it was a it's a very unique movie it's a very one of a kind oh it is it is it is and i mean it's a cool name Kroll, yeah, you know, like Kroll, yeah. I love that. It's like name your pool, your bulldog that or something. Kroll, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my biggest thing with it was like I just felt like they they tried too much. Like they didn't. They just were like, ah, just throw it in there, throw it in there. Yeah, it should have. Sh- they should have let it marinate a little better. Like I admit, I recognize the flaws in this movie, mm. but I love everything else so much that I can overlook them. But the story should have been fleshed out a little better. Well, the story was very one, two, three, four. Like we did this. Now we got to go do this. And then we, and that was another thing. I was just like, every time they get to the point where it's like, all right, we're going to go kick some ass. No, nope, we got to do one more thing. We got to go talk to another guy. Yeah. But so, yeah, like he gets his wife taken and they, uh, the old man comes down from the mountains because he said, this is with the time that I was known to come down from the mountain and all that. And he gives him uh, the necklace that his dad's wearing when his dad gets shot down by the little minions mm-hmm. and he just, it's like some of the worst overacting I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, you haven't lost a father and a bride in the same day. And he's like, but I've also never became king on that day. And he's like, I have no kingdom. <laughs> that shit is great. That should be on a t-shirt. That could have been the tagline for a whole movie. I have no kingdom. Like, <laughs> It was great, man. This is my favorite part of the movie. I know. By far. I, I could tell. By far. But yeah, so like uh, he just sucks it up, I guess. Like after he has his little uh, freak out, you know, he packs his shit up and he follows the old guy. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing, the old guy's like, we got to get this glaze, which is like the, the worst glaze. fucking name you could oh, possibly What are they use. getting, a donut? No, the glaive. 
Glaive. What the fuck ever? Glaze, Glaive. It doesn't matter. That's like dumbass names. Fucking Sharp Star would have been a better name for this thing than fucking what they called it. Like, you know what I mean? So he takes the chocolate starfish out of the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> he really did. He really fucking did, dude. Oh my God. That's great. I did not even put that together. Fucking Fred Durst, ladies and gentlemen. He called it. 30 yeah. years later. Yeah. Wow. So, so he yeah. goes and gets the glaive. Yeah, man. he gets the glaive, but he pulls it out of lava, which, yeah. as I was watching this again, I was like, how does he know? Like That he's not going to get the shit burned out of him? Yeah, he sticks his hand in there pretty quickly. Like, that guy got to be the chosen one, bro. Yeah, right. He was really <laughs> confident. <laughs> yeah, but like, I didn't even put it together until the end of the fucking movie when he asked her to do that or whatever. I'm not going to get into it right yet, but... Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you at that point. I'm like, this fucking guy's pretty brave. Just mm-hmm. sticks his hand right down in there. Yeah. But, you know, the, the fire couldn't hurt him. Yeah. But we don't know that yet, or we didn't think about that yet. Mm-hmm. And then that, the greatest part about it was he's like, I'll get the glaive and I'll be back with it. And he's like, huh, if you don't come back, we know you didn't get it. Like, well, wouldn't that everybody that went up there for that shit? Yeah, Nobody's right. ever came back. He's been waiting. <laughs> I wonder how long he waits before he's like, up, oh, not that one. That's what I said, right? That's what I asked you. I said, literally, like, how long was he there? How long was he just like, ah, fuck it, he ain't coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Old man's just like, might as well go get some. Before the world ends, the beast takes over. But yeah, he gets the glaive, and then uh, they're they're traveling through, and that's when they meet the bandits, right? Yeah. yeah that's when Liam Neeson's them. first role. The, the band of merry men. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the the other guy, the head bandit guy, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen him in other shit. I don't know what his name is, but like, yeah, yeah, I've seen him in older movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's somebody too. Yeah, he actually became like a success successful actor too. I don't, I can't remember his name either. But I know I've seen him in other things. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they meet the bandits, and they're all like uh, broke out of jail or broke out of like prison camps or whatever, and they all got these chains around their necks shit the movie if it would have just went around the bandits would have been a better movie than the whole thing together because yeah. like at least those guys had some story yeah you they're know? terrible bandits though because they come along with them pretty quickly just for some uh, well, i mean shit slight... what else they have going on you know yeah i guess you're right and old boy's like laying it on pretty thick about yeah the beast is gonna fuck all this up man y'all might as well just join up <laughs> and they're just like okay well all right folks. i guess so we're just gonna rob you like all right <laughs> No, no, no. And that was what I liked. That was another part I liked is the fact that he goes to take the thing off because they didn't believe he was king. And he's like, well, here's the key to your fucking locks. He's like, the only person who carries that is the king and the grand marshal. He's like, well, I ain't a grand marshal. And he's like, that's when, like, he's just like, nah, I'm with you. Take them off when I finish this or some shit like that, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Yeah. The honor, you know. True. Liam Neeson plays a coup sound in this one. Just pulling pussy left and right. He's got, like, ten wives. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that really his first role, though? I think so, yeah. Oh. Eh, poor guy. Everyone has a... Thank has God their... he went on to make Taken and other good movies. Like True. Schindler's List. Uh, He was the Lion, Lion Witch in the World Room. Was he? Yep. I never watched those movies. What? Yeah, everybody said they were just like... At the first Trying one. to fool people into Christianity. Eh, if you can overlook that, the first one's pretty good. <laughs> if you can overlook the whole brainwashing thing, it's it's perfectly fine. It's well, I'm movie. just, I don't think about it. I never watched them, but they did look like they were well made. Mm. I really, really like the first one a lot. 
I didn't watch the other ones though because it's not the same. We could go all day about great movies Liam Neeson's been in. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Shit, he did side roles for years before he ever got his own thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't really become a bona fide badass till he was like sixty-five. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But she wouldn't fuck with that sixty-five-year-old man. Know. That's fucking taken, dog. I don't have any money. <laughs> I love that lie, dude. That's the greatest line in that whole series, bro. Let my daughter go. <laughs> that shit is great, dude. I just call people sometimes and just say that shit. Yeah. Just like, I don't have any money. I don't know where you are, but I will find you. Like, you just fuck with people. Yeah. Uh, they usually hang up, but it's great. It's good laugh. It, it, yeah, it's good fun. I enjoy it thoroughly. But anyways, uh, so yeah, he gets the glaze and then he meets this Barry Men. And then uh, where, where does he go after that? I'm not even going to correct, correct you from now on. It's just going to be a glaze. It's a glaze, bro. Yeah, it's just going to be a glaze from here on out. The Z and the C can sound very similar. Glaze, yeah. glaze. Glaive. Glaive. That's what it was called, the glaive. Yeah, it's glaive. called a glaive. Glove, glove with an A. Got you, glaive. <laughs> All right, I'll remember it now. I just keep thinking about donuts every time. They got the glaze, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts could have made a fortune if they would have <laughs> just thrown a fucking bad boy in there instead yeah. of a yeah the clave glaive <laughs> fucking hot dog flavored water that was great anyways so he gets the glaive glaive yeah gets the bandits and then they gotta go see the the seer mm-hmm. which this old man acted his ass off I he did uh you know he he made the best out of his five minute part yeah, well, the seer, he's supposed to be able to find the fortress that's, right. he's like, the only teleporting we, he's around. the only the... dude that knows how to find the fortress. Mm-hmm. And they go, and then the poor guy tries, and then the beast puts that little Jedi mind trick on him. Yeah. Gives him a little bit of information. But now we got to go somewhere even more dangerous. Well, that's where he says, he's like, oh, that didn't work, but I know a way that we can find out that the yeah. beast can't. It's like, well, why didn't we fucking do that first? Exactly. <laughs> why did we come see you, bro? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but they got to take this guy there. That yeah. was the thing. That was the whole point of that point was the fact that we need the old man because he's the only one that I can see. Mm-hmm. So they go there and then that's when he gets, that's why I mentioned earlier, like you see his eyes go black and that's yeah. how you know the beast took over him. Thought that was badass. That could be like a fucking music yeah. video, dude. Just that old man with his claws and his black eyes. Like that would sell some shit right there. Yeah. It was really good. It was yeah. really freaked me out. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, and then he just, you know. And then, is this when we go and see the infamous spider? Yep, you and your spiders, bro. Yep. We gotta go to the... That's another thing, dude. You could have took the seer and the second thing with the seer out completely if the old man would have just nutted up and went and saw the old bitch in the web. Yeah. The lady of the web, that's what they call her. Woman of the widow of the web or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Her setup was pretty cool. That, I thought, was probably one of the better scenes. Yeah, I really like that They could have left her in there and cut the seer out mm-hmm. could have made the same movie yeah, i wish i would have done more with her but it was just like a little side yeah because she was she was very creepy uh very uh what's the word i'm looking for ominous i guess yeah and just who is this you know mm-hmm. and then but the spider like, that's terrible cgi yeah but it was 1983 so right you give it a pass maybe maybe but just like i said star wars kind of broke ground they didn't that. try to make a spider did they no no, 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 because spiders are your thing, dude. <laughs> I 
I was watching this, and like I said, I just watched Enemy before I watched this, bro. And I was like, this guy and these fucking spiders, man. I wish I would have thought about it. I would have tried to find, like, all my spider movies and, like, just... You throw- apparently do have a thing where it's, like, a whole, this is my spider row. Yeah. These are all these movies, the spider in a backdrop. I don't even, I don't, I don't even think about it. It's just... I swear to God, if the next movie you tell me is, yeah, it's this movie with Jeff Daniels. It's really good. It's called Arachnophobia. Like, I don't... No. No, Greg. No more spiders. <laughs> David Arquette's Eight-Legged Freaks, it's really good. Like, no, no more spiders. Uh, so he goes to see the lady, and she tells him, like, I'll answer your question. I'll give you the, I'll tell you where the, the where the base is, but you're going to die in here. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing I can do. I can't stop that spider no more. <laughs> like, yeah, that was another thing. She's the lady in the web, yeah. but she can't stop the spider. Yeah. It's going to kill you one way or the other. I can't so, control this beast. Yeah, old man just takes his chances. He just tries to make a run for it, and the spider gets his ass, you know, but he gets he gets out of there, which, you know, and then he has just enough time to tell him where the base is going to be before he dies. Yeah. Very dramatic moment. I like the old guy. I thought he was probably one of the better parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. They killed him off. He's like the Obi-Wan character, I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, you could tell like this is taking like uh, beats uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, they, they like I said, that's why I, that, that was one of my biggest beefs with this movie is they just pulled shit from anything they could think of to yeah. keep this plot going forward. You know? True. Did they get to the Cyclops yet? He's he comes in at the end of the Seer part. That's when they first see him. He's like, "Oh, the Cyclops has been following us the whole time." Yeah. And uh, what I thought that was really cool too, which I did not know that about Cyclopses. I don't know if that's like a thing or they just made it up for this movie. But that's why they have one eye. They gave it up to see the future. Mm-hmm. The only future they can see. Yeah, it's a cool little death. That I was like, fuck, you could have had more of that. This movie might have been salvageable, yeah. dude. Like it has little sprinkled in good ideas. Like I said, the thing with the seer was cool with the black. Like I liked how he possessed people. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. The beast they used was terrible, but like we'll get to that. But there was like I said, if they made this movie in 2019, 2020. Yeah. I think they'd have a hit on their hands just because there was enough there. If you flush out some of that other shit, you know, and just focused on one thing, mm-hmm. we're either going to be a Game of Thrones, like it's in medieval times, but we can use magic and shit like that, you know, or you go the space route with it, whatever. Pick one genre. Yeah. And that movie would have done a lot better, I feel like. True. So they find out where the base is. The old man dies. They bury him. And now... They figure out, well, fuck, we know where the base is, but that's on the other side of the planet. We're never going to get there before the day's over. So mm-hmm. now, this is what was my favorite part of the whole movie. This is my favorite part. we got to catch fire mazes. You know what fire mazes are, Greg? <laughs> They're Clydesdales that can run with fire. Like, <laughs> and apparently, to catch a fire maze, it's the same thing if you want to catch any of the dumbass horse. You're just running into a canyon <laughs> where it can't go up walls, which, as I get a little bit further into this, you know, you're going to realize they can't fly because they're fire mazes. Yeah. Clydesdales that fly. It's fucking amazing. Great money. Great money spent on the CGI. <laughs> so they rope these fucking, it takes 20 minutes to rope off these fucking things. They could have cut that out too. Like we didn't need to watch fire maze ranching. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we look at those fire mazes. And then it just cuts to them. Like, I can't believe we caught those fire mazes. <laughs> Would have been more entertaining than watching these assholes, literally real actors, just try to jump on the backs of horses. Yeah. Bareback horses. Can't do it. The, finally, they rope one of them up, the leader. Mm-hmm. And they get, the, the, 
he hops on that bitch bareback and he's like, saddle the rest. Because I don't need it because I'm a bad man. I got the glaze. I'm that dude. Yeah. So they finally get the fire mazes and they're booking it then. Literally fire behind them. Like, terrible for the environment. But these horses. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. Were the horses on fire or was it the ground it was under just them? The, it was the ground under them and their feet. Yeah. The hair on their feet uh-huh. turned to flames. Uh, it looked like Ponyta from Pokemon. <laughs> uh, that's what they could. But they didn't. Go that much further and make the main fire too. Yeah. It was just the feet. That's all we. Need I was like, the feet. oh, the fire, the uh, ground's on fire, and then they're flying through the air, and I'm like, wait, it's still on fire. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh yeah, they said everything. The oxygen, everything's on fire after they yeah. touch it. Yeah, yeah. there some badass. And that's why I said, if you did this movie in 2019, you could make that look badass. Like you could make these. It's like Pegasus and those uh, Clash and Wrath of the Titans. Like mm-hmm. they made Pegasus a badass, and those you know, big old fucking Clydesdale with the black wings. And he's just, like, flying him around. Yeah. That was another thing. They finally get to the base. And they got, like, sun's coming up. We got to get in this fucking thing. Yep. And uh, they don't use the horses to fly in it or on it or anything. They just no. jump off the horses and we're trying to climb up the side of this fucking building. <laughs> got ten minutes till the sun's up. But let's take our sweet-ass time getting in this building. <laughs> and then that's when, the, that's when the minions come out. It's really bothering me we didn't know their names. But they come out and... Uh, they're fighting it out with them, and then, oh, I'm completely forgetting about the Cyclops, bro. Yeah. Before they go, they get he helps them get the fire mazes, the Cyclops does. Yeah. Like, the whole time, he's like, I'll help, but I know when I'm dying, so I'm not going to help help. Yeah. Well, they go off to fight the beast and get into the castle, and he's like, nope, I'm about to die, y'all. I got to stay here and die. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, go ahead. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, they're just setting it up for this dude to come save him. You know? Like, I've seen that part coming. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. Not even a great reason. Just, nah, I don't want to fucking do it. I'm going to die anyway. So we're still here. Eat some Doritos. Wait on that death. Yeah. <laughs> so they all take off. They even let the kid go. They didn't say leave the kid here with the Cyclops. No, no, no. Take the eight-year-old, too. He's got to come. He's crucial to the operation. So they're fighting the minions, and a couple of them are getting clipped, and uh, they're not getting in. Sun's about up. This thing's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, here comes the here comes the Cyclops on his maze, on his fire maze, just jumps off, kills like three of them, holds the door open, everybody runs in, and this is where I'm fucked up. Like this guy saved y'all's ass through the whole second act, part of the third act. You ain't even getting in the castle without this fucking Cyclops, and they let him get crushed by the door, bro. Yeah. Like how brutal is that? This I know. Fucking guy just it is did pretty everything. brutal. You would have been nowhere without the Cyclops. Yeah. He even kills the fake Seeker. He's the one that finds the fake Seer's body mm-hmm. and throws his little uh, harpoon javelin thing he's got with him. I guess it's a Triton. Yeah. But they're on land. I don't get it. <laughs> pitchfork. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Throws the pitchfork thing. Kills the kills the beast Seer. Yeah. And, you know, gets him into the thing. But it was his time to die, so... I, I just guess. get squished in the door. You could have pulled him through and let him die another way. Yeah, right. Fuck, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> this guy just saved y'all's ass twice. Or he's just like, it's not my time to die and just lets himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the one that gave him the idea about the fire mazes, too. So yep. the Cyclops is the unsung hero of this whole fucking movie. Basically, and he dies. Got shit on. Anyways, so they're fighting their way through the tower and uh, they finally find his old lady. She's in this cage that's like built like a brain or something mm-hmm. and the beast is in there but he's not yeah 
I think they were trying to allude that like the beast is the ship, the castle, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it's... I got out of it. Oh, okay. I, I was not sure if I was the only one that felt that way. Well, like he keeps throwing the glaive at it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's taking it, sawing. It just keeps sawing, which I was just like, how much money did that cost? Yeah, like, right. He's constantly sawing. He finally gets through. By this point, almost everybody's dead. Liam Neeson catches it. The head guy and the kid and the fucking magician are like the only ones left. Yep, everyone's getting killed off. And even they're about to catch it. And then yeah. that's where he saves in. This is what made his whole part worth it in this movie. My boy turns into a Bengal tiger. Yeah. And he's like, what's up, bitches? Yeah, he finally gets it right. Yeah, and does something like, productive. Yeah, the kid's like, hell yeah. And then like he <laughs> just goes. It doesn't show him taking down these things, which I thought would have been way better. Yeah. Although you do see him kill the last one. He gets shot in the little paw. Yeah. And then the tiger's just like fuck out of here and just takes his head clean off with the swipe yep. which was pretty cool but yeah then uh he throws the glaive at this at the beast for a good five minutes mm-hmm. just just getting the boomerang action throwing yeah. it out there killing it come back kill it well they get stuck and he can't get this bad boy out he's using the jedi the force yeah the thing. glaive force yeah the glaive force they, they kind of ripped off but they, we're not going to mention it right like he's just uh, it's pulling on it it's not going anywhere so let me just walk up to this fucking thing and pull it out. I yeah, said, right. all right, well, here's the beast coming back. Sure enough, he gets up, stands up, can't get the fucking glaive out. So now, wifey shows up and she's like, hey, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. Pull the fucking fire out of the water. Yep. For mama. And he's like, all right, I got you. And he pulls the fire up out and then boom, fire powers. <laughs> so shout out to Mario Brothers 3. Fire powers. Yeah. Burns the beast up like it ain't shit. Yep. Can't get the clave out. Can't Pretty sure the, the whole thing goes down with the clave yeah. still in him, right? Or does he use the clave? No, he uses the firepower. Everybody's like, how are we going to get the fuck out? He's like, oh, y'all weren't around for the last five minutes. Check this shit out. Boom, firepower through the wall. <laughs> now we got a place to exit. And yeah, man, they break out. He tosses the head bandit his, his keys. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, thanks. Sorry you lost all your homeboys so I could get my old lady back. But yeah. you're free now. But they go back to look for the kid and the tiger because they were fighting. But there's this one part in the movie where the tiger, it's a real tiger. Oh, yeah. Laying across this little kid's lap. And I was like, 1983, (laughs) you were brave. (laughs) Well, that kid wasn't seeing anything else. So who knows what happened to that kid? (laughs) It's true. Honestly. And like there was an animal rights. That that tiger would have swiped that kid and then shot that tiger. Yeah. Yeah, because you could do stuff like you could beat horses back then. They were never seen again. Right. <laughs> Shout out to the tiger. Tiger and the Cyclops were the best part of this movie. Yeah. And I have no kingdom. It's the best parts of this movie. Yeah, it's a really simple uh, story. But everybody, you know, the main characters, I guess you could say, make it out. The mm-hmm. married couple, king and queen. The, he makes the head bandit as grand marshal. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to leave the chains on because it gives me more character, which fuck that. Get him off. But I know, right? He leaves them on. Then they got the kid and the magician. That was a weird relationship. I don't know where that left off. but And then you got, yeah, that was it. Everybody else died. Yep. Yeah, man. So they have the planet Kroll free of the beast, and they have a kingdom of three dudes and a chick and a tiger. <laughs> and we're going to start over. Yeah. In credits. So, my overall grade on that, yeah, uh, 
So you didn't like this movie? Not much. No, no not much. Probably never going to watch it again? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'll check the reboot out, like I said. I've actually seen this, like, probably about five times. This probably is, like, six. Well, the fact that you own it, that, that gave me an indication. Like, uh, for some reason, he loves this fucking movie. But that's yeah. why I thought, when I watched it, I was like, he had to love this movie when he was a kid. And then when you told me you were a grown man, I was just like, okay, Greg. Yeah. Greg, okay. That's a talk for another day right there. Yeah, you know how Facebook has those, like, memory... Or, no, you don't know because you don't have one. I don't have Facebook. But sorry. Facebook has this thing, like, memory. It shows you, like, past posts. The other day I saw about this movie six years ago. Mm. Oh, Crow. On DVD. And you got it, man. I did. I love this movie. Hey, you know what, man? Maybe if this takes off real big and we make a shit ton of money and Warner Brothers comes at us and says, hey, we're going to give you $80 million to make a reboot of Kroll. I would absolutely love that. We'll kill it. Yeah, we'll kill it. Because I think there's a good movie in here, and that's what I, I guess I look for. Like, it has so many, like, cool elements, so many so many things going for it. It's tough to be the first of anything, man. Yeah. And like I said, they just tried to, like, it's like they took went out and took polls on what they thought kids would like, mm-hmm. and they just threw it all in there, you know, and... Like I said, if they would have picked a genre, I feel like it could have been a lot better. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll get in our segment, Fun Facts, because it'll explain a little bit about this movie. Yeah, give me some fun facts, man. All right. Columbia Pictures president approached Yates to create a fantasy film. Mm-hmm. Yates saw it as a good opportunity to do something different. Cash in. Well, he he was doing like really realistic movies, and he just wanted to do something different different you know he wanted to try to create something had he done any other movie that i would have seen um i can't say off the top of my head but yeah he did a few before this one so yeah they just wanted to create a fantasy film so they just like created this out of nowhere basically right and yeah i already said it was the most expensive film of its time yeah that's crazy (laughs) they used 23 movie sets they constructed 23 movie sets to film this movie hmm that's how, like, that's where all the budget went. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like a lot of that, they could have just went in nature and filmed that. They could shit. have. No, most of it's, I mean, a lot of it you can tell was on oh, yeah, a soundstage. Sure. But I felt like they really put a lot of detail in it, like it wasn't half-assed. Like, the castle scenes weren't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, in the beginning when they do the fight Well, the scene swamp. And, I yeah, thought the swamp was, was really cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But, like, the part where they meet the bandits, like, you can tell them rocks are made out of paper mache and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they could have saved a couple of mil here or there if they would have took out. And if you didn't have two seer scenes, mm-hmm. they'd have just showed the swamp or showed his little den because they were trying to get like the Yoda aspect out of that guy. Yeah. You could have saved 10 mil right there. True. I know those contacts weren't cheap. I think the thing is, well, also the creative director had to take a vacation for three weeks away from doing this movie because it was so massive. It like I guess it was stressing him out so much he had to take a break. So he took like a three-week vacation in the middle of making this movie. That's because he knew the movie was going to be that bad. <laughs> I guess they just threw everything at it. Oh, yeah, that's another reason I like it so much because they just like pulled oh, no stops. They took their shot. Yeah. They swung for the fences. But Another thing, I, I don't know why I find this so fascinating, but they had to train the Clydesdales for... To not trample the shit out of these To people. ride them. Because nobody rode Clydesdales before this movie, apparently. That makes sense. All they were used for was Budweiser commercials and shit. Yeah, like, well, I was watching some documentary on this. You can find it on YouTube, Mm. The Making of Kroll or whatever. And they were saying how nobody knew how to ride Clydesdales because no one rode them in, like, a few hundred years. 
and this is like the first time They're people big ass are, horses. Yeah, this is the first time people tried to ro- ride them, and it's for a movie. I don't know. I thought it was super interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> I would have never thought that. Yeah. So, one of the funniest facts about this movie is the princess. Mm. That's not her voice. I thought that was a little off. They dubbed her with an. She's an English actor. Mm. They dubbed her with an American actress. She was 17 in the making of this movie. The lady that dubbed her voice, 35 years old. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. They thought it would give her give the movie a more broad audience mm. and make the actress sound a little more mature. But it's such a Take crazy... Take the fire from my hand! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, she could have pulled it off with the cottony. I think it would have been... I think it would have been fine. I think it's a weird... This is her first... The actress's first movie, too. So it's like, hey, we're going to shoot you uh, in this movie, but we're going to dub your voice after. They did a lot of that, man, in the in movies like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, such a weird most of choice, them I've though. seen is like Kung Fu and shit. But I told you, like, even in those Jackie Chan movies where they he spoke English and went back and dubbed them, mm-hmm. like, they even dub over the white people's voice. Like, It's such a weird... I'm already speaking English. Yeah, I know, but yeah, we're just going to do it because we got the budget. I guess it would make it sound more... Like no, fluid it, to me, it just makes it worse because like you could tell that's what they're saying, but they're still like not matching up with the words. Yeah, you know, you still get a little bit of that. Yeah, the delay. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? Yeah, <laughs> the lips are still going and shit. But that is a fun fact. I did not know they dubbed over that. Yeah, girl's voice. Damn, how would you feel to be like in a movie and you only get credit for? looking like that person. Yeah, you oh, just got shit. your hair done. I just thought of that, man. The dude that did Darth Vader. They didn't put James Earl Jones in that suit. Mm-hmm. It's David, uh, David Prowth or Prova, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Star Wars fans are going to murder me for that. But yep. It's David something, but they, they did a voice. Like, you can look it up on YouTube. They have a, a clip of him saying one of the lines that James Earl Jones does. Grab them, take them to the whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like, they said even Carrie Fisher made fun of him, said he's how like Darth Farmer. <laughs> David Prouth, I think is his name. Proth, Proth, something like that. It starts with a P. <laughs> Close enough. Right. But yeah. So yeah, he literally is like, when they got to the point where they said they were doing Return of the Jedi, they mm-hmm. said he wasn't even saying his lines anymore. He was just turning and pointing at shit. And, yeah. And they were like, well, that's cool. As far as you're concerned, but how the fuck are anybody supposed to react to you if you're not saying anything? Like, they don't know when it's their turn to talk or... That's true. Whatever, but, like, they said that he he got that bitter about it by the end of it because they wouldn't let him be the voice, too. <laughs> I don't blame him. Didn't stop him from getting that fucking paycheck, though. I noticed that. Yeah, that's true. Right, so, I guess you take what you get with it. Yeah. And then if I had my choice, would I rather be the voice of a badass character or the character itself? Probably rather be the character, man. Yeah, because the voice you, you kind of fucking money, and I don't have to say anything. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess because nobody really thinks about the voice. Like, oh, who voiced that? And they go look that up very rarely. I think except for these rare things where you got James Earl Jones' voice. Mm-hmm. You fucking know that voice when you hear it. Like... Yeah, because it's such an iconic voice. But in something like Kroll to dub her, yeah, an American accent, really it makes stupid. no difference. Yeah, it's real stupid. So, what would you rate this film? If I had to say five being the best movie I've ever seen, and then one, I'll never watch this shit again. It was that bad. Like a two. Two? 
Yeah. That's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there was a couple things that I enjoyed in it and a couple things that I thought could have built, they could have mm-hmm. built on. Like, I gotta swear, bro, give me 40 mil and I'll make you a better version of this movie. Yeah, true. Like, take out the, like you said, cut down about 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, that there's no really reason to be for in this there. movie to be two hours and 10 minutes. Nah, like, I agree. But I just love so, so many small elements of this movie. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like I said, I would never buy it or watch it mm-hmm. on my own, but it was still better than nothing. True. <laughs> Me, this is one of my... I have, like, a cult film collection, and this is definitely one of my top favorites. Oh, I mean, like I said, like, I got movies like that. I wouldn't consider Reindeer Games one of them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was just kind of more of a see where your head was at when I picked that one for you. But Yeah, a lot of people put this in, like, it's so bad, it's good, but for me, it's like... I kind of ignore the bad parts and I just enjoy the good parts. And so I, I, I mean, genuinely like I said, enjoy it. Wrong with that. I got movies like that too. Mm-hmm. Like movies that are just terrible, but I know they're terrible. Like Space Jam. I saw that movie when I was nine years old and like, I love Michael Jordan so much. I was like, this is a robbery. You didn't give Michael Oscar for this shit. I went back and watched it with my kids about a year ago. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, it's a hard uh, watch. Michael, greatest basketball player ever. Acting, eh, could have went back to school a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe should have graduated a little bit for that one. But, yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with a, f- a good, fun movie that holds that spot for you or holds one of those spots for you. But me, personally, wasn't there. Yeah. It had enough bad in it to not like it, but had almost enough good in it to keep me interested. True. Well, we didn't pick out anything for next episode, so I guess it's going to have to be a surprise. Well, I mean, you you, you got my movie. Mm-hmm. You can tell them about that or whatever. But. Yeah, well, the next movie I have picked out for you is uh, The Babadook. The Babadook. Yeah. I figured it would be a change-up. Sounds like a horror movie, right? Yeah, it's, I'm not a huge horror mm-hmm. guy, but I really, really enjoyed The Babadook a lot. Well, I just want to let you know, if I watch this movie and it fucks with me like that, you will have to come tuck me in. <laughs> so just Can't promise anything. You, just forewarning you. Okay. Well, next time, we'll talk about the Babadook. See y'all later. Later.